We're back with another episode. Of Men Know Nothing. I almost call it Subject Your Team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Men Know Nothing, episode yes. 40 48. Yes. Excited. Um, as usual, thank you very much for all our regular listeners. Mm-hmm. And if you're new, welcome. Dan, you can say the slogan. Welcome back to the podcast, giving you the un... Welcome back to the podcast, <laughs> giving you. Welcome back to the podcast, giving you the unqualified advice. Uh, welcome. Back oh to my the god! What's welcome going back. On? Giving, you the, giving you the unqualified advice you never ask for on a Daily regular basis. basis. There we go. You're gonna. Have- uh, it is a Tuesday, you know. Come yeah, on. we're gonna have to get you to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fix that. And <clears throat> um, well, you probably just heard a little giggle from. A woman's voice. Obviously, that's not Dan, myself, or Oakley. It is not. And we have the pleasure today of having a neat. I'm, I'm going to probably butcher your last name. You will. You will. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tometsky. That wasn't Tometsky. bad, actually. That's not bad. Tometsky. Tometsky. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Oh, um, and what, where is that from? Poland. Poland. Okay. Poland. London. It's from London. <laughs> it's from London. Uh, parts Ealing. Yeah. It's a very British area. <laughs> Born and bred. Born and bred. Um, and you are a human behavior expert and coach. That's right. Oh, watch this. Okay, sorry. Can you tell um, us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, tell us I guess, a little like, bit about what it what is you is. do, how you got into it. Oh, okay. So, so basically, it is a one-on-one coaching program that I do with people and I do speaking events and run workshops and it's mainly for people to help them to understand how they run their own mind Mm. Mm -hmm. so then this kind of cuts into some of what we're going to be talking about today right so most of us will think that we're quite self-aware but I can assure you when you start delving into this stuff I was shocked at how much unawareness I had of myself Mm. so Basically, this process is all around helping you to see exactly how you see reality. And it really shows us how we don't see reality as it is, as it plays out. We see reality as we're basically programmed through our childhood years. Mm-hmm. So so what we're doing in this work is is going through with people to help them to understand exactly how they've been programmed in the first seven years. So it's about looking at... Jesus. That's intense. Yeah. I got a bit anxious for a second. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Thank God we're asking you the questions yeah, today because yeah, yeah, there yeah. could be a lot a lot to... Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it really, for me, I was I had a therapist for eight years before I even started studying um, human development. Yeah. And I thought I was so self-aware going into this course. And I literally sat there and I was like, I not know nothing, but there was so much that I didn't see about myself, so many blind spots. Yeah. And we're talking things like, like just to put it in sort yeah, of simplistic like terms, example, yeah. like, are you an optimist? Are you a pessimist kind of thing? It's okay. like, are you a people pleaser? Are you a mismatcher? Um, and there's 120 of those programs that make up our personality, mm. but we oh, preference okay. around only 10 of those and they run us. So whether someone's an optimist or they're a pessimist, okay. you know, whether they're a people pleaser or whatever. So what I do in that work is I help people to identify out of those 120, which key 10 programs are, are running them. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is the idea behind that, that we should have more running us or less, or is 10 the optimal So a whole human, perfectly formed, integrated human being is basically running all of them all the time in Mm -hmm. balance. And so what it's showing is that the 10 basically drive you and there isn't flexibility. So if you are a pessimist, you don't have access to optimism, potentially. Mm -hmm. You are driven by worst case (coughs) thinking. Same as someone who might be an optimist. They may not have access to worst case. And what this works about, it's about bringing you into balance. Yeah. Because if we're only running optimism, it's likely to be a coping strategy that we've learned in childhood. We may have watched our mum be a worst case scenario thinker and we went, that's, that's not me. Not me. Yeah. I don't want that. Fuck that. That's unsafe. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go best case. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So that's oh just God. like a really small like example of, 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 of this. And this is how it fits so well into dating though, because... Pretty much every time we go on a date, we are going there and we are sitting there with our programs running and we ain't seeing that person and we're not talking to each other on a level of knowing, getting to know each other. And a lot of the time it's because we don't know ourselves. Mm. And so we go away and we judge and we have our opinions of them and Mm. all of the rest of it. We haven't actually got to know them. And so, and then we go and we sit, you know, I sit in cafes in Bondi and I'm surrounded by the same conversations, conversations. the same, we just, we don't even talk to them. We just go and talk to our friends about them. Oh, it must've been this because that happened to me. And it's like, it's you know, just like, you know, when painful. you're saying, you know, when you're saying like a first date, 
we don't really know the person we're sitting with. Do you think that's because on a first date, people are so consumed with how they're being perceived that they haven't got the space to actually like absorb what that other person is saying? Yeah. For some people, yes. And that's called an external reference program. <sighs> on the other end of that, you'll get someone who doesn't give a fuck about what they're well, thinking yeah. about them. And they're just talking. They've got no self-awareness. They might talk for the whole time. So it depends on the program, but it's, it's not even first dates. It's our whole life. life yeah. It's our family relationships, it's our friendships, it's everywhere. Until we can really get to know ourselves, we're not really ever going to have really, you know, Such a long great process, though. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, so like long. I was, it's the cliche saying ignorance is blessed. It's like yeah. the happiest people are always so ignorant because yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah. got to the point where they become self-aware to actually figure out what the fuck is wrong with them yeah. how are they how are they navigating the world and how are their decisions actually affecting people yeah. those ones are just blessed like oh my last three relationships ended and because of this 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 i'm like bro you're the common denominator here you yeah, might yeah, think yeah. that there's something you might need to work on yeah. but again whenever you're completely ignorant to that then you can just live life carefree, yeah. which but is obviously it, not ideal. It's seemingly carefree, yeah, but, but I not. can guarantee you there's not one person that I've not drilled into that hasn't got shit running, however good they look on the outside. It just doesn't exist. I remember I got to a point in my life around 20, I think this was, I used to quiz people all my life. And I had that realization because every time I sat with someone, I'd just grill them. Like an interview? Yeah. Like even on, as it, in, even on when dates. I was like this. Oh, okay. oh, no, no. This is like just my gen. Not on, oh, I mean, just, no one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when I was a kid, people would go, Oh, you're going to be a detective because you're really nosy. <laughs> and my ex always used to say to me, Stop fucking asking me questions. <laughs> you know, he loved God it, forbid really. I want to talk to you, babe. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'll just sit here in the corner and cry to myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> But um, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. that's great. Okay, that is a great start to this this that's episode. Cool. That your your expertise and what you've just kind of mentioned will definitely fall into the kind of stuff you want to talk about. I'm definitely a little bit nervous that you're gonna <laughs> see you're something. On the couch, mate. You're yeah, yeah. in the right place. You're gonna see something in us and go, "Have you <clears> thought about that before?" And I go, "No, never." Wow, I'm in shambles. <laughs> I've already personality typed. Oh God, she's already you, she's right? already psychoanalyzed. She knows. I'm but on it. At the at the start of every episode, we've started to get. I guess stories in from listeners mm. about scenarios and situations that they've been in and the the premise of it is to kind of figure out we've kind of changed it so it's not yeah. going to be what would you do yeah, in this situation yeah, yeah. It used to be was it them or was it me so now we're going to do what was it? right here we go listen up I've got a story for you so I met this dude on a dating app and we've been hanging out for about two and a half months now we went in a bunch of days before we finally before we finally decided to do the deed because I'm the type of girl who likes to get to know a guy before jumping into bed. In brackets. Not because I don't think I shouldn't have sex with him on the first date. Dot I've I've listened to your podcast episode on this. But when <laughs> but when we did hook up on the fourth date, it was fire. Fast forward to now, and we've been getting it on regularly, but here's the kicker. In all of this, the guy has never gone down on me, like ever. Meanwhile, I've been giving him oral pleasure every damn time. Now, I'm all for being chill in the bedroom and doing what feels good, but it's starting to feel a little one-sided. So I decided to ask him about it. I told him straight up that going down on me would make me come quicker and easier. And you know what he said? He doesn't go down on women. Never has, never will. His reasoning is just not his thing, and apparently he thinks it's weird because women bleed from there. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was shooketh. The fact that you shooketh. I was shooketh to say the least. This dude is 32 years old and he won't even try it. I asked him how he would feel if I never went down on him again. And he was like, hell no, I wouldn't date a girl who wouldn't do that. And I was like, well, I guess what? Same goes for me. So I ended things. What do you think? Was I wrong to break it off? How would you have handled this situation? In my head, I was like, was you Jamaican? <laughs> Brother, there are some cuisines that you are missing out on by not going there. Jesus. I was like, where's he from? He's Nigerian, isn't he? <laughs> what part of West Africa is he from? <laughs> was it? I don't know. I didn't ask, but that was my thought. Right. What do you think? What do you think? What would you do if that was you? Uh, okay, what I'm thinking first is okay. maybe he had a really traumatic experience in childhood with blood. <sighs> Like, oh, seriously, like, we don't... Dexter, this is the thing. like, some, some Dexter shit. Whoa. That's actually... Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. we just don't know. This is... And this is the thing. We can sit here and make stories up because that's what we do anyway. We mm. will do because it's fun. But who the fuck knows? Like, it's literally, like, 
a lot of times people's reaction isn't really about you it's about them it's always. like stuff that they're dealing with I always think always yeah. I think the fact that though that she's gone obviously asked him and maybe he isn't aware of like what's happened that's made him think that um, but then he's gone nah I wouldn't but if you stop doing me well then nah we're done yeah, yeah. that'll be, that'll be my that, issue that's now a bit yeah. that's unfair that, yeah. that's a bit selfish you know you mm. at least gotta have like an even playing field yeah it's it's so hard to say. If I if he was here and I quizzed him, I'd I'd, I'd get to the bottom of it, right? And it, there would probably be an answer where you kind of go, mm. I actually get it now, and this is what happens everywhere in yeah, life, right? Fair. So I don't think just, I'd be with a girl who wouldn't go down to me. You wouldn't, no, no, no. especially if I'm doing it. I'm like, nah. Oh, I would no. find it really difficult. I just, yeah, I, I also think there's like a level of intimacy that comes with it. And like, yeah. I at points think that's the most intimate you can be with mm. someone because having set, I don't know, it's like you're having something in your mouth. Like yeah. that is the, the, like the closest bit to like your brain or wh- yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> uh, well, I'm trying to think, why is it <laughs> like, it's just in your fucking face. It's very, it's just I'm a like, very vulnerable it, position yeah, to be it's, in. Yeah, it's an intimate place. And so yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah, I would, yeah. I've slept I'd with struggle. girls. Yeah. I've slept with girls on a number of occasions. And throughout the, maybe for a couple of months, they didn't let me go down on them. I've had that before. And they wouldn't let yeah. me, and they wouldn't go down. Actually, it was more so they wouldn't go down on me. And they, cause, because they feel like that's the most intimate place yeah. and vulnerable yeah. place for them to be in. And they only do it with guys yeah, that I've they're that. really into or reciprocates that kind of yeah. same I get that. feeling like, towards. I get that. I, I do get that. I understand that. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so mm. You're going you're gonna to find it hard to pinpoint me on any answers here. Yeah. What would you do, yeah, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so if it was yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Minus I, I the questioning. Have, no, I would. I'd have a fucking question. I'd ask you. <laughs> because there's got to be, for me, there's got to be more to it. Yeah. There's always more to it. I, could, I, I know there's well. more to it. So, it's like, so what if they then told you, whoever you're with, that the reason they wouldn't do it was because they had been... Abused, abused or, or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. And they didn't tell you that at first because they were really embarrassed and really ashamed. Story. Would that change your mind? Um, I have a story. It would make me more like understanding and empathetic, but then I'd also be like, cool, we need to get you to therapy. Like yeah, we yeah, need yeah, to get sure. the sort because, mm. yeah, yeah, you sure. know, like mum has got some knees, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, like you got to get him to therapy. And if he was like, no, I don't want to, then I'd be like, okay, now there's an issue. Yeah. Because then it's like, you don't want to work on any of these things. You yeah. just want them to exist. And yeah. I don't think I could be with someone who's just okay with like not trying to work on those sure. things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I've, I've had a situation like this before where is it is it, is it you no it is about me oh right it is yeah. oh, okay i think you said it's about someone no, no <laughs> i've had, had a situation oh, okay. before where i was hanging out with this girl and then we we're sleeping with each other and i was like oh, mom if you're listening to this just turn off <laughs> but anyway i was go- about to go down and she's like oh don't do that um i was like don't do what i was like oh don't go down i was like okay sweet fine whatever then we just obviously did everything else but that yeah. and then at the once we were finished i was like oh out of curiosity i actually kind of put two and two together based on what we've spoken about previously just about her life and what she's done and university and the kind of stuff that she used to do because we're quite open while we were dating and i put two and two together after she said and i was like out of curiosity if you don't mind asking why is why do you not want enjoy going down and guys or not enjoy why you don't want to do it at this point and she explained to me i was like you know what that's totally fair because i actually put two and together and i and i don't really want to say what it is because yeah. if she listens yeah, she'd yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. um i put two and two together and i was like that makes complete like so much sense mm. having that experience when you're younger doing this kind of stuff obviously has put this weird kind of connotation with the whole oral sex thing and it's obviously something you only want to do with someone who you're really into and she's like that's totally that is totally it and she loved the fact that I understood because she said she's been in situations where she's kind of explained that to men and it's, it hasn't been received very well mm. um, yeah. and literally 30 minutes later we started having, having sex again and she was just keen to do it really? Awesome. Yeah. So within, the, just, within the yeah. same sitting well, that just shows like it just took someone to be okay with the boundary, oh, and the then it's like, well, yeah. I can and be to comfortable. Feel safe, and to feel safe, and to feel safe, especially I do. Yeah. like especially if you have people who have been in sexual situations where they've probably felt like used and exploited, and like like you said, there's always a reason for people's yeah. reactions to certain things. Yeah. So when it comes from that standpoint, I'm like, that is completely understandable that you'd feel that way. And then whenever she felt comfortable, she was like, I didn't even push it. I was just like, wait, what are you, I was like, what are you doing? And I kind of like stop. And then she's like, no, no, I want to do it. I was like, Merry oh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, keep on going. Oh, yeah. keep on going. <laughs> I love a challenge. <laughs> Don't but even that, tell me twice. But, 
And that's just such a great example of when we do get to have those conversations yeah. and mm. find out things can really change. And this is it. It's like I always say, this is what I always you know, advise my clients is always assume that there's something wrong, even if they don't tell you. Mm. Like if you're out on the street and someone pushes into you or if someone bashes, you know, if someone you know, is in traffic, they're cutting you up or whatever. Instead of getting angry and all of that, just assume that they ain't happy and there's something going on in their life. Because what we do, we it's this. all personal. We were just talking about this, yeah. Because we, yeah. we were just saying, like, because we were saying how the approach culture has, like, you know, diminished or is going down a lot in terms of men going up and approaching women. And I was like, you know, do you think it's because of the uh, response they get? And sometimes it can be quite snappy responses. And, you know, Dwayne was saying before, it's like, like it would be nice for them to be courteous and be like, hey, listen, I've got a mister. I'm not interested. Have a nice day. But if someone is being rude, you have no idea what's happened in their day. Yeah. And, you know, a bit of perspective in terms of they could have, you know, had an argument with their mister. Five lads already come up to them. They've had a shit day at work. Like whatever it is, yeah. you'd like to think that people for no reason aren't assholes. Mm. Yeah. And it's because something has happened in their day to make Always. them have that. So, you know, yeah. it's also then for the lad to not be egotistical about it and be like, you know, I'm going to take that as an attack on me yeah. instead of just understanding that person has got some shit going on. Yeah. And I would say, especially if you've just approached a girl, like, she doesn't really owe you anything. Yeah. And the, the reaction that you get is the reaction that you get. You chose to play the game of approaching yeah. and putting yourself in a vulnerable position to get a response that you're going to get. Like, you could have gotten a great response, and it's amazing. You're like, oh, my God, I got a number. But on the flip side, you need to expect that there's a potential that you may get a shit response. Yeah. yeah. Where the girl's like, can you just get the fuck away from me? Because yeah. maybe not explain to you, but in her head, it's like, I've already got five guys. I've got this issue in work. Da, 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 da. So like you can't really expect a response, and if you get a bad one, you can't be stroppy yeah. about it. Yeah. Just get on with it and yeah. move on. It's like it's kind of like everything in life, and this is like one. If if we could remove taking things personally from the world, we'd be living in peace. There'd be oh, no life world would be wars. So easy. There'd, it, there'd literally be because everything comes down to our reactiveness is because we are taking it personally. It's hitting our, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, I don't belong, I don't feel safe. It's just hitting all of our core wounds and we got no clue. And we just think it's about this person that we've never met half the time because they've not responded to us well, on. I guess and it also comes down to like, you know, you think they should act a certain way. Yeah. So like by putting that connotation on them, you're saying like, that you're laying that expectation that that's how they're meant to be. Yeah. But like if they should not act a certain way, it's like just the way it is is the way it is mm. yeah. and you just carry on with everything. And you don't even yeah. know the person as well. So you yeah. don't even know yeah. how they react to certain things. So the mm. reaction that you get is probably as real as you, as they can give you in yeah. that moment. Yeah. But yeah. you kind of just touched at the start about the things that you work on with your clients and stuff. And you, you obviously mentioned self-awareness. And one conversation I've been having with quite a few people is the difference between self being self-aware and actually doing the self-development because i find what happens now with a lot of people being self-aware is like this buzzword now yeah. Yeah. i'm so self-aware yeah. i read all these books i go to therapy but yet they're like people are still making those same mistakes yeah. this was the conversation yeah. i was saying where it's all well and good being self-aware and knowing your traumas and knowing that because you got cheated on when you were 16 years old this is why you can't trust men or this is why you can't trust women but yet you but if people are aware of that and they still keep going into these relationships with this very, very bad, um, I guess, approach towards it and not doing the development to actually fix themselves, then what I am saying, the self-awareness thing is almost in vain. It's yeah. pointless knowing 100%. what your issues are, but not actually developing and becoming a better person so that when you do go into these relationships with this professional, friends or romantic relationships that so you're the best version of yourselves yeah. do you find that whenever you're talking with your clients there is a level of being self-aware but then they don't feel the need to like do like you know your relationship shit have the conversation that's affecting your relationship so it can be better yeah but they just sit uh, yeah, there yeah so no they when i tell them to go and do their homework of going to talk to someone they go and talk to oh them. well that's good yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so this is this is the key thing with all of this it's something you said earlier is this is fucking hard work. Mm. Like it is like, and most of the time when we're repeating how self-aware we are, it's because we're actually trying to convince ourselves of that. It's kind of that fake it till you make it. This work is not easy. And I've been doing this on myself for so many years now, and I'm still not a perfect human being. So it's like, well, as I look out into the world, I have a lot of sadness and compassion for, for humanity because we're fucked. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's actually quite sad. And, um, I think people are doing their best and as they go into the self-development work, 
you know, you kind of go, you're in it for a few months, but if you're really in it, you're in it for life. Mm. Like, yeah, 100%. Because it's like the, the thing that's brought you up until here and now, the way that we are, is years of repetitive practice of... 30 however old you are 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s you know there's people in their 70s that haven't done any work they're still playing out their childhood patterns of a seven-year-old so as we're doing this work we've got 30 40 50 how many years we've been you know since we've been children since seven years old to fix so it ain't an overnight thing mm. this is like literally repro seeing all of your shit and reprogram it's like constant like work self-talk seeing shit seeing I'm, yourself i was gonna say because I, I think that I, I feel like i've been trying to do that maybe more over like the last maybe seven or eight years that on it is like a daily thing because i find myself doing things and i'll always stop and question why i made that decision i made and is that is that like a vote towards the person that I'm trying to be or is that a vote against it? Is yeah. that like along with what I'm trying to create or is that against it? And sometimes like I find myself like just overthinking. I'm like get into this pit of like, fuck, was that the right decision? Should I be doing that? Like, is this what curse. I want to be doing? Yeah. And it is, it's a lot like, I feel like I am like, I feel like that is the development for me yeah. is to just keep questioning my motive behind what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's a daily thing. Like yeah. it's all good being like, you know, I'm aware I'm a dick, but if you're not going to fucking do anything <laughs> about it, it. Yeah, like, exactly. do you know what I mean? It, it means fuck all. Like it means nothing. Well, 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 this is, so this is a key line in, in, in coaching. It's like every behavior has a positive intention. So even if it is being a dickhead, there is a positive behind that person holding on to it. So everything we do is for a, re a, a reason that is serving us in that moment. If that's judging ourselves, if that's, you know, whatever shit we're doing, whether it's running anxiety, whether it's being depressed, you know, people come into coaching, they're like, how can that be positive? And it's like, it's not there for a positive outcome, but the intention of it is positive. So for some mm. people, anxiety, it's like, well, it gets me up in the morning. This was me, right? Mm. It gets me up. It gets me going without anxiety. When it, that wasn't running, it was like, I feel a bit down. I feel a bit depressed, you know, and anxiety is not great. Um, and so whenever I'm coaching anyone, they're going, I'm judging myself all day. I'm overthinking. I'm talking. It's like, well, what's the positive intention behind it? Well, there isn't one. Well, you wouldn't be doing it if there was. So we yeah. get to the, the kind of higher, you know, the highest value of it, which is like that much above the thing you want to be. But it's like, that's where you're at right now. I guess I get yeah. that because from the, the level you say, if someone is judging themselves, they're almost judging themselves because they kind of want to become better. It's like they keep questioning. I'm judging myself. Oh, my God. I My body is shit. But it's like it, it's a negative thought process. But the positive outcome is like, I want to be better. Yeah. I don't want to have a bad body, but yeah. it's how you then switch that, I guess, that train of thought into action and then yeah. actually moving again when it comes to the development part of it. Yeah. It's being aware that yeah. you have a shit body, but yeah. it's no good just sitting in the house and not eating better and going to the gym. Yeah. So I guess that's yeah. where the negative thought kind of switches into positive. Yeah. I guess sometimes yeah. people that need well. that as well. Like sometimes people need, it's like what we spoke about the other day. It was called the, what was it called? The something you heard it on the Chris William podcast. Yeah. It's like sometimes things need to be really bad. Yeah. The, what's it called? Region beta paradox. Yeah. And it's like so many people live in a state of comfort. Like it's like, you know, my job is okay. My boss is, they're all right. They're paying me a decent salary because it's just good enough. You never make change. Yeah. But for some people, when they get to that point where it is so shit, it's good they got to that point because now it allows them to move forward and yeah. see what they actually want to go after. Yeah. And that's what I like. I have so many clients that are in jobs that they say they don't want to be in. But the minute we're saying, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in it, but you're in it, you're resisting. This is a resistance. Yeah you know, of your own reality in the hope that it's going to give me a kick up the ass. Yeah. And it's like, I was with the client today and she was kind of, you know, talking about work, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so you say you don't want to be there and you have to be there. So why do you have to be there? And it's like, they get, they, they eventually get to the, 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 you know, the reasoning, the, you know, they're choosing to be there because they like the salary. Mm. They like the security of the job. So that is the positive intention. That's the highest thing that they're kind of missing as they're resisting. And then again, it's like waiting, hoping that that moment's going to come along. And it's like, well, and I know this is easier said than done, but the, the more you can just let it go and trust, there will be one of those moments where something happens where you will just know, it's I'm time. done now. Where, and then you'll go, why the fuck did I waste? Yeah, 10 years honestly my, my life i think it's know? almost like people like i need to stay in a job or i should stay in a job yeah. it's all like the shoulds needs have yeah. to's 
they get like a negative return on just having that belief system. Yes. Where it's like just believing that way, they're not going to do something. So yeah, like letting that go, you realize that everything can be like malleable and everything can be changed. And at the end of the day, like everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And we are fine. That's what I always say. You are fine. You're alive. You're breathing. You're not homeless. You are, you're fine. Yeah. And that's the thing it's coming back to. And this is the hard part again, but coming back to just here and now, you know, in this moment, right now here, as we sit here, is the only moment that we have. Mm. All the rest of it, past, future, it's all bullshit. It's not real. Mm. That's gone. That's not here. That's all made up, the past. Because you're only taking snippets of it and you're filtering it and you're making up stories about it. And you're having the same situation, two of you. Yeah, yeah same and thoughts. And we're just living in delusion land. You know, it's just, it's it's not real. And it's, I, always say, I always say to people when it comes to, I guess, <clears throat> going through those little turmoils in life, is that if you think about it in a positive light, as in every single hardship that you've gone through in your life, you've gotten through. Yes. Like you're here mm. today. Yeah. Like when your heart was broken at 18 because your boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with you and you thought it was all going to fall apart, 10 years later, you're still here. So like exactly. this hardship now that you think is the worst thing that's ever happened to you, it's really not because you thought that 10 years ago was the worst thing that's happened to you. Mm. Again, it's perspective. And I always say this, Worry about the things you can't control and the things you can't control, don't worry about them. Mm. Because if you believe in yourself that you have the capacity to overcome things, if you lose a job and you're like, shit, I don't have a job. Well, what's in your control? You don't have that job now. Don't worry about it. You're not going to get paid from that company anymore. Right, what can you control? Okay, do your CV, get on LinkedIn, get an Indeed, all this kind of stuff. Do what's in your control and then that's as that's as good as you can do. I think people also forget sometimes like that you, most people go through certain, you know, hurdles in their life, but that is part of like how you get to who you are. Mm. Like if you wanted someone to be like a tough human being to be like resilient, you wouldn't make their life really easy from the get go. It's like, if you wanted someone to understand patience, you maybe wouldn't give them everything like straight off the bat, like all these different things, like create the kind of personality traits that you want that person to have. And it's only with hindsight, you can look back and it's like, well, without that, I wouldn't have the qualities I have today to look back at that. Exactly. And that's it. It's yeah, it's huge. And this is the thing. It's like a lot of those experiences that we have later that we're having now in life, it goes back to not just what happened to us at 16, but what actually happened to us earlier than that. Mm. And so, you know, a really key part of the work that I do with people is each time you're going through something, whatever that is, it ain't about here and now. It ain't about the fact that that person you've never met hasn't texted you back. It literally, I mean, it's like that because we can get ourselves yeah, so, you know, so worked yeah, yeah. up about that. And it's like looking at what's that hitting. And it's usually worthiness, you know, it's usually mm. not being lovable. And then it's going back to where did that start? And this is obviously quite deep work for people, but we literally go back there. And so, you know, when you can really get that every time you're going through any experience in your life and it's triggering you in that moment, that's probably not a new feeling, a new sensation. That's Fact. always going to be familiar. Fact. 100%. Yeah. And it's all the way back there. And it's kind of bringing yourself back to this is not about here and now. And it's got everything to do with what happened to me growing up. And that's like the conversation to have with yourself every day. Well, Honestly, I, 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 was, I was going to ask like what... <clears throat> what tips would you have to maybe help someone to a maybe become more self-aware or b the self-development and i think that itself is in a great point when yeah. something happens don't just think in the moment yeah. like where could this be coming from yeah. but it does just take just you know doing the work and before, sitting there and asking yourself i had that kind of experience because i started going to therapy maybe like over a year ago and then one of the might be my fourth session because after my first session my the therapist i went to was like oh i think you're fine like <laughs> you're there like twitching yeah, like, I'm not. because, because yeah. like because obviously when a lot of i would imagine a lot of the people come to see her are completely unaware of why they're there they just yeah. they probably got told to go yeah and i went obviously willingly and i'd already done some work and yeah. was beginning to on, found a coach on that journey. <laughs> but um <laughs> I went in and had my first session. She was like, oh, okay, you seem pretty pretty with it. And then after a few more sessions, I did some unpacking and mm. went all the way back to my childhood because I remember I was dating a girl. You probably know who I'm talking mm. about. And something, I'm not mentioning what it was because <laughs> then if she ever listens, she probably won't. But if she ever does. She probably is. Yeah. Because she, she does actually listen yeah, to it yeah. or she used to. She's lovely. Hi. Um, <laughs> hey. But she, there was something about what she was doing 
that would trigger me so much. And I, you kept asking mm. me, like, why why won't you make your girlfriend? Why won't you do this? And I was like, I don't actually know. And he's mm. like, mate, you do know. And I was like, Dan, I'm telling you right now, I don't know. So then I, I was obviously going to therapy while I was with her and whatever, whatever. And then that session, I think it was maybe my fourth or fifth session, I realized it. And I was just like, holy shit. And it, when I first realized, I was like, that's so stupid. But it actually, yeah, I that's think the I, normal response from people. Because I think that's I explained so it to you. I was just like, kind of explained as like, when I was a kid, yeah. this is how I felt when this was happening to me when it came to like my family and feeling as if this was like, mm. I was feeling unloved and la da 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 da. And then I kind of put myself in that situation with this girl. I'm like, every time I saw her do it, I'm like, no wonder I'm getting annoyed no wonder this is pissing me off and then after i realized that i was like yeah i, I can't be with her especially oh, if she kept yeah, yeah. doing what she was doing yeah, 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 yeah. um and then it's happened again in a couple of a couple of situations where i've dated someone else and they did the exact same thing i'm just like no this is too triggering for me yeah. and i've actually said like whenever you do that it's kind of annoying i don't like the fact that you aren't responsible enough to do the so-and-so because yeah. it triggers me and then the captain was like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah. Which is insane to think, because when I kind of unpacked, I was like, that is so stupid. Like, why is That's, her Why is her yeah. doing this, triggering this part of me to the point where I don't even want to be with her? But I'm like, it's just, it is what it is. But would you want to change that about you? Is it enough for you to go, actually, no, they could have been, no? No, because I not, feel like no. that aspect of someone is actually very very important key pillar to okay. something I need yeah. in someone. It's it's but a it's, level of responsibility yeah. Yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the issue that they weren't fulfilling. Yeah. I felt they, they should because they chose yeah. to be in that position. Yeah. Yeah, I, had, yeah, yeah. I had like a similar moment. Don't want to say too much without I, saying I too much. I want to say something to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, go. Yeah. So, so this is not, you know, but there's, there's a program called under responsibility and that's obviously what you're seeing in her that she's playing out under responsibility in, in whatever she's doing. Okay. And so... For you, the under-responsibility could be that you're saying that she's triggering you. Mm. They ain't responsible for your triggers. True. Yeah. I agree with that. And this is like another, like a huge program that like is, is, and it's not, you know, to judge humanity, but it's one of the biggest programs that we are conditioned with is to blame others for how we feel. Mm. And the biggest thing in, you know, self-awareness, self-development is to take self-responsibility and people are scared to do this a lot of the time because they will start to judge themselves there must be something wrong with me if i'm going to take responsibility for this it's not about judging yourself for it it's about seeing that this is the way you've been conditioned to to think that other people can do stuff to you the minute we can take responsibility for that have compassion for ourselves for the younger you that was triggered in childhood by that then we get to just have completely different relationships and we choose not to be with them, but it's not a need not to be with them because we're triggered. Not that so, you need to or so need how, to. So how, how do you combat that then? Because obviously me within myself, I'm being triggered by that person, by what they're doing. But you're not being triggered by them. No. You are triggering yourself yeah, yeah, so, in the face of them because of your past. But is there a way to then combat that and then potentially then still want to be with them if, if, if they want, keep doing that? Because obviously I'm, I'm still being triggered. I'm triggering myself, yeah. but because they're, they're, so, they're just they're just doing what they're doing, and it's triggering me because of yeah. my my childhood. Yeah. But how do I then fix that? Well, well, well you well, fix was, yourself, and then you might not give a fuck anymore about what they're doing. Yeah. You see, you just say, see it, and you just see it now. You're observing it rather yeah. than judging well, that, it now. That's it. I was going to say, does that not come down to the value that you give to it? And yeah. so the more you mm. look into yeah. it, the less value it has, yeah. and the less power it has. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You've healed yourself. So then, then this is where it's really important because then you actually genuinely get to make a choice about this relationship. Mm. It's no longer I need you to get the fuck away from me because you're triggering me. It's I'm choosing to not be with you, and now I'm not not like you know, upset by anything you've done. It's just a choice and it's just like either it's a yes or it's a no. But this is also an important thing to say as well in relationships because I know that's quite a big one is express how you're feeling but don't blame because mm, the minute no, you're blaming, yeah, that's, sure. when, that's when you get people's backs up. Yeah. So this is it. Even if they're doing something that's really fucked up, right? It's just to say when you do that, and this is without blame, I'm letting you know, this is how I feel, not how you make me feel. Remove all of that language. And that just opens up a whole new conversation. And then you get to have... It's not about what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. don't blame. Like, I, take I full responsibility. Whenever you go to approach a situation with a partner, don't go with 
you're doing this yeah, like you need I to feel. approach it with yeah. how you feel how mm. i feel because then they will be a little bit more emotive towards it and then they won't feel like it's actually attacking their character they'll listen to you yeah, as well and you'll give them then the opportunity to as well open up about mm. them without blame potentially yeah i was no, i was gonna it. say because i had a moment like and it was within a couple of years ago when i first moved to bondi and i'd had like two really long-term relationships and I was single for a while and I like wanted to just work on myself and understand why I was in the relationships I was in and why did they end? And it took like a really, I don't think I spoke about it on the podcast before, but it it took a really long time. And I was speaking to like a friend of mine and I had this like realization, like when I was, I had a realization that the relationships I was in isn't because I, I, they, they started with like a lot of chemistry and it was like fireworks and you love them and all this. And looking back now, I can kind of see like all the red flags, but I realized the reason why I love them so much is because they loved me. And it was like, mm. they thought I was this incredible human. And one of them thought Who I was like, I was expecting that. But, they, but they, they basically, you know, looked up to me in some like way or form. One gave me confidence. One made me feel smarter than what I was. And it's because of that. I was like, I want to be with them. Mm. And it was almost the reason why I ended is because I outgrew their belief because I had a stack of my own proof that told me who I who told me who I said I was so I didn't need them anymore to validate me and so it ended and so there was this moment I was with my friend and I was like fuck that's the reason why I've been getting into these relationships so it gave me so much more like scope so when I did go on dates with people I was like I don't need you to like me Mm. like that's not enough for me to want to date you even if you want to date me that doesn't mean I have to want to be with you and that suddenly made it uh, much like my the bar was raised yeah. I was like there's now a lot more that you need, need to, to do to, to yeah, even yeah. qualify for date two what did so in those relationships why so you ended it because you got what you got from it but was there anything wrong with 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 them? I think it we was a, so so, so what yeah <laughs> 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 how much time you got well, I, I think I think, <laughs> the, I, think the first, I think the first one was a nat- <laughs> I think the first one was like a natural rift in terms of I felt that I had outgrew them as a person uh, we date from like 17 to 21 and I think I outgrew them as a person in terms of my beliefs like the no, I wouldn't say like intellect but in terms of like what I was interested in yeah, what I wanted sure. to do and I think the second one like emotionally we just drifted like yeah. we just weren't the same person yeah um yeah I think but this is a really this is a really good point as well because and this is again people can get quite upset with this one but this is like what happens in life right and so we're in this time where we're in this I think it's a bit of a time of confusion because it's like we've got to get married and we've got to find these partners that we're going to be with for the rest of our lives but the reality is not saying that that doesn't you know that isn't possible for some people but it's just as you say it's like to, to have that time with someone and for it to come to an end for, you know, mm. those reasons or whatever is okay. Yeah, 100%. But we're struggling ourselves today because it's like, got to get married. I know. You know. And if I marry... And marriage is actually, it's quite a fucked construct yeah. because it's like, what I'm saying to you here and now is what I mean here mm. and now. Doesn't I mean say, that we're not going to change our minds tomorrow or the next in 20 years. I said this you know? the other day. I said this to my missus. I was like, I never want you to feel like you have to be with me beyond what I've said I'm going to commit to this relationship and vice versa. I want you to get to choose to turn up this relationship every single day and be your best self. Mm. If I let go of myself in every single way, you didn't sign up to that. So yeah. by no means should you be obligated to stay with me. Yeah, and I think that's great. That's like awesome. People just get together and they're like, I'll be with you forever. It's like, no, no fuck yeah, no. Yeah. Like, be with me for as long as we serve each other. Yeah. Beyond that, you owe me yeah. nothing. Yeah, beautiful. So, and how did what, she how was she she was that? like completely fair yeah because it also takes away this like you know the pressure I'll yep. get fat and I'll give up on my yep. career it's like whoa whoa don't just think you can do that and then like I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. stay with you like yeah. no that's not how it works and you know so yeah she was really receptive and like I, you know I agree and, and I think a, I think it's yeah. a really good point that's yeah. the thing love love is a choice yeah and it's easy to choose love in the good times it's easy to choose love at the start of your relationship it's easy to choose love on your wedding day it's easy to choose love when you've just had a newborn and it's easy to choose love when you're on your holidays or when you've just bought your first house and it's all rosy and beautiful but love is a choice whenever you're in the turmoil of it whenever one your partner becomes sick whenever a child god forbid dies whenever someone loses a job and that's when mm. you really get to see when the cream rises the top when you get to see people's true meaning of love and where they actually want to be with you because like you said like just because you sign on the dotted line that you're you love this person you want to get married to them on that day 
that doesn't mean that they then owe you this for the rest mm. of your life. Whether it says in the title, I love you till death do his part. Mm. No, you're going to love them until it literally no longer serves need if of it, you. Yeah, if, yeah. if it was honest, it would be like, you know, I will love you for as long as I want to for however long I can. Literally. Yeah. That's, and that's, yeah. it. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And so I basically think, just make it good for them to stay around. And I think yeah. that's, I guess, a lot of the issues with people's relationships that they feel as if it goes to the the sunk cause fallacy they've put in that much time where they feel they have to mm, stay yeah. oh my god i i went up the island said that i'd be with him till death this part yeah. but he's an absolute dickhead yeah. and i don't even like him i love him mm. yeah. i love her yeah. but i don't like them yeah. so why why are you with them yeah. why are you with them you love your you could love your brother or you could love your mom you could love your dad but if you don't like them don't feel the need that you need to hang out yeah. with them yeah. and spend time with them because they're your parents yeah. if they're a bad parent don't feel like you owe them anything if they're a bad partner don't feel like they owe you anything if they're a bad friend don't feel like they owe you anything yeah. and as soon as people start changing this mindset and not staying in situations that no longer serve them it's going to have a massive impact on how we can navigate relationships whether it's friendships 100%. romantic professional and just life in general i think it's all like the should like the should have to and needs to mm. i think yeah. that over the years i think i've become a lot better at just like being ruthless yeah and like if someone doesn't yeah. serve me <laughs> so ruthless. Yeah, i'm just like i just just cut them like you know obviously there's you know there's it's not black there's and white a ta- and there's there. a tapering off yeah, yeah obviously, you taper they, it off. obviously. <laughs> yeah, you but in general them. if you can see clearly someone is not like going to benefit your life and you're not going to benefit theirs yeah. and they're not willing to change yeah. in order to become it, like a better it person it comes kind down of thing. to that thing you know if you want an easy life if you want a hard life just make easy decisions and if you want a if you want an easy life get good at making hard decisions you mm. know yeah yeah, um, yeah 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 it's um it's an interesting one. And it's, you know, I'm at a time now where I'm just watching people in relationships not being happy in the relationship they're in, you know, people that are single, not be and and I know this isn't probably gonna be what people want to hear. Say but it. the only problem that we have in relationship is the relationship with ourselves. You know, because I've got so many people that look at other friends who are in relationships and have got kids and stuff and are so jealous of them whereas they're having a shit time because they've got these kids that are doing their heads in and it's like it's like we're not happy and we think that that's the answer to our happiness a lot of the time and it's like if you can't be okay with yourself now you're just taking that shit into you know into that relationship it's like you're chasing you're chasing like a goal or chasing yeah. chasing some other life that's not yours yeah. because you feel that that's what's going to make you happy yeah. but the key is obviously to be happy within the moment that you're in and also to even love the version of yourself that you are because like we've said before you can't expect someone to love you if you don't actually love yourself you can't expect someone to enjoy spending time with you if you don't even enjoy spending time with yourself because if you don't want to sit down and just be in your own thoughts and your own company why the fuck do you want me to come and sit with you for the next four or five hours at a dinner date or lie in bed and chat to you whenever you can't like what if you don't enjoy being on your own and you don't love yourself then i'm not going to be able to love you because then you're probably expecting me to fill the void that that daniel sloth thing you're expecting me to to fill that puzzle that spot that's empty it was like yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to add. You want to add add me to your yeah. piece that's somewhat whole. Hundred yeah. percent. You love yeah. being on. If 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 it was up to Dwayne, he could put a kitchen in here and he'd be set. Honestly, <laughs> you wouldn't I'm, have to ever go into the house. <laughs> like, I'm set. He'd have a little door he can walk through. Be like, I'm, good, I'm guys. so content with being on my <laughs> yeah. own. It's actually, I, it's, it's actually scary. Some, I think it's good yeah. because then no, it's like it's, someone yeah. has to really mm. wow yeah. you to be allowed to enter your yeah. space. I think that's really good. Yeah. And know? even if I let people in, if I feel like they're no longer serving me, whether it's a romantic relationship, I'm happy enough to be. Like I've I've gone through enough to realize yeah. I don't feel the need to have to spend any more time with you because this is just not for me. Out yeah. to orbit, you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. see you in a few months yeah. when I'm lonely again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you a text at two a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> um, speaking yeah. of uh, send the text at two a.m. on a Saturday, so we put um we put out a little message into the Instagram orbit because I told them you're coming on, um, and I asked people what they think the issue is with modern dating <coughs> what do you think just just what i said there it's us yeah yeah it yeah. really is yeah, it's, it's us and then that's it and this is the sad thing about it it's like as i said you know sit in a cafe in bondi you just hear the same conversations over and over and no one not no one that's a generalization but we don't give each other a chance because we're already set up that tinder's a load of shit that they're all mm. shit and it's like well you're on them so enjoy it yeah, you know yeah, but yeah. it's like oh don't even 
literally it's, that yeah. you're on the app shut yeah. your mouth and just yeah. use it properly yeah. and quit complaining and it's the same with social media it's the same with instagram it's the same with you know this love-hate relationship we have with it it's like there's nothing wrong with the apps. They're very technically, you know, they're, they're, they're very professionally done. They're, they're not broken. There's no glitches in them. Nah. The problem is, is, us. is it's us. Yeah. yeah. It's us. People are going on to a lot of those purely for the validation. 100%. I have friends who let you tell me they just go on, like mainly women. Really like hanging from like a night yeah, before and like, they just they want to be validated. They only go on just for the validation. They have no intention of meeting up with this man. Right. They'll talk to him for weeks. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to meet up with him? It's like, nah, it's like, Fucking stop uh, talking wh- to him. Wh- why would they do? Like, what is it? Why wouldn't they meet up? With um, them? I think a it's, couple of them are just aren't in the place where they even want to date. Yeah, at okay. all. I reckon yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I reckon it's also the percentage of effort that it takes to go on a date with someone. They right. just can't be just asked just can't to do that out. either. Okay. And so you you send these messages, but then on the flip side of that, they'll get annoyed with men because they don't, you know, yeah. come to the line yeah, of action. And that. it's like, well, if they're speaking to ten women who give one percent then men are going to speak to a hundred women and just yeah. test them first yeah. before they, before give, they any actually give any investment. And it's like, yeah. you can't be annoyed yeah. with the fact that you're creating, yeah. almost creating that like effect, you know? Yeah. This is it. So I run an event called the gift of presence in dating. And Ooh, what we do is like we get about yeah 10 women, 10 men together. And it's all about like, they have say two minute exercises that they do and they all swap round. Mm-hmm. But this is all about one person talking for two minutes and the other one listening. The next, then they swap round. And the next one is one person talks for two minutes and the other one matches their body language, like building rapport. Mm-hmm. The next exercise is one talks and the other one mismatches. So they're sitting there and they're not looking at them. And it's all a, it's all a test to see mm. how do I feel just talking and someone really, you know, listening and taking me in. And, and the person that's listening is kind of watching their thoughts and stuff as well and to tr- try and be really present with what's in front of them. And so we do some other exercises around like uh, we actually do eye gazing um for like four minutes which freaks everyone out we kind of bring them you just in stare into each other's eyes for four minutes and oh people go God. i'm not doing that and it's like the first thing that they do without even knowing each other's names and i've had people fall in love from that and then hate each other by the end of it because their personalities have then got to know yeah. each other mm. the souls of us are fine we love each other but then all the shit comes up all our programming and by the end of it they like, nah, not my nah, vibe. Nah. Yeah. four minutes and wait, four minutes. Are, are they saying anything no you no, don't no no you can't you can't speak it's actually it's it's it, it's most people come away from it going that was the best one because it was the most triggering and the most confronting and the Very hardest vulnerable. thing to do I feel but like, by like, the end they of looking, it they're looking at all I my imperfections so like, and my exactly. yeah. I feel uneasy just thinking about yeah. it yeah 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 it's 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 yeah, especially it's because when one. you look in someone's pupil and you really stare you really just like, to their souls. i know it's just yeah. oh mate that's uh yeah. yeah um yeah so obviously i put out this so a lot of the react i guess a lot of the reactions and a lot of the comments were a lot of it was very gender blaming men are blaming women women are blaming men whatever yes. um yes. and also social media so i'll play just a voice note here yes um from my guy chris over in bali Okay, what I want to type isn't like long enough, the box doesn't allow it and I also don't know how to type it in a concise way but social media gives the perception of like a lot of availability in terms of sexual partners or romantic partners for example, you're in a relationship, you have a fight and you can immediately hop on your phone and like a few photos, get a like back and start engaging in conversation, sexual conversation with someone that's the biggest fuck up of dating in the modern day. Boom, that's my hot take. Hey Chris, what have you been up okay. to? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what he does? <laughs> He's a little casted over this one. He's a good looking guy to be fair, so what's his surname? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's from Namibia. Um what do you think? Do you think that that's a massive issue with, with that whole idea of instant gratification, being able to get that attention? Yeah. And and so what what does that suggest? That, that we all, we're not worthy yeah, and we don't we need we need we need other people to yeah to I, I also don't think it's the apps. It could also just be like let's say it ended, you're going on a night out that night yeah. with your boys to get over it. Whether it's yeah. an app or not, you yeah. can go somewhere like straight away. Yeah. These problems didn't these problems still existed before yeah, the before apps. Tinder. It's like we're making yeah. out. Then this is the sad thing, it's like we're making out that Instagram is the problem in you know and I remember when I was growing up, um, in my teens and People used to say, "You're so it's so unlucky that you have all these magazines because this was before Instagram." Um, 
that you compare yourself to people. Whereas now they go, oh my God, you were so lucky in those days yeah. that we didn't have Instagram. But there was always, we're always going to compare because we're human. So as long as we've got the ability to think, to self-talk, we're fucking ourselves. Yeah, so yeah. it's like there's so much focus on, you know, technology, which is actually really awesome. And we get so much, some of us can get so much from it. Like I can sit on my phone for hours. I'd much rather be on my phone reading about self-development stuff, watching Love Island, whatever, and be very calm in my nervous system than being out in loud, you know, places where social connection, talking to people. Someone could be talking shit for you, you know, at you for two hours, but that's meant to be a better experience than you may be sitting on your phone and listening to something that's actually really mm. useful. So I think it's like we've got this, it's again, it's the under-responsibility that it's something, the phone, the social media, that's doing this to us. And if we, you know, we love it. Most people actually secretly love it. It's like, why can't we just admit that we get enjoyment out of it? And this is what I coach a lot of my clients I hate on. when people say they hate social media. It's like, there's nothing wrong with social media. Yeah. It's just mm. your relationship yeah, to it. Yeah, mm. always. There's nothing wrong with men. There's nothing wrong no. with women. It's just your relationship yeah. to them. That's the issue. Always. If you use things in the correct way, they're so beneficial. Yeah. I would say there's so many more benefits to social media than there are negatives. Yeah. Like, you only look for the negatives. The negatives are only on your newsfeed because yeah. that's what... You're following those girls yeah. with 200k followers posting bikini pics in Maldives. Stop doing it. Hmm. Stop doing it. Follow Jay Shetty. Yeah. And or, I think your, or, your life might or, be a little bit different. Yeah, or admit to yourself that actually it's serving a purpose in that moment. It's like I had a client around the other day and she was, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I've got to hide my phone, got to do this, whatever. And I'm like, well, what's the problem with the phone? And she's like, I'm trying to get some work done and I keep looking at my phone. I'm like, what's the benefit to you in that moment? What are you getting? She's got nothing. And I'm like, well, you're doing it. So what is it? And she goes... Well, I don't really enjoy what I'm doing. I'm bored. I'm distracted. And I'm looking. So you're getting a bit of relief, a bit of presence. Ooh, that's okay. it. And that's it's really going. Good. That's, that's, that's really good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very good. And it it's goes like back to you saying about the positive. Yeah. Positive intention. Yeah. And this is it. It's like then the judgment comes in. And once we're judging ourselves, then we're just in a cycle where we need the phone, we need the cigarettes, we need the vape, we need the drugs, we need the distraction from ourselves. So it's not about removing the phone or the drugs or the sex or you know the anything. It's about looking at the self-talk, looking at the judgment. How hard are we on ourselves? This is like number one killer is, is the self-talk, is the judgment. The minute you, you, you kind of ease on the judgment, you don't need the drink, the drugs, the, the phone. You don't need those relief. They're like a, a, a presencing, you know, something to bring us out of here into the present moment, whether that is through, you know, something that you shouldn't be doing. But the minute we can see the benefit of it, the positive intention of it, and just be okay with that, compassion for self that needs this distraction to get away from the pain that we're causing ourselves and there's there's the work work on the self-talk not on trying to stop you know whatever it is that that gives you some relief that's pretty wow, beautiful i really like that yeah fuck i think it all comes down to i guess the discipline as well yeah. <clears throat> obviously this person in particular is like oh i can't touch my phone it's like there's that level of discipline that you also need to create within yourself so, right, do you know, you know, what, no, do you know what i say done. to them all of them carry on with what you're doing Oh. Yeah. Because you hide your phone, you're not a child. You're yeah. going to go and fucking fight and put it like, on top of the fucking like, oh, let You me put get it up there, out. you can get it back on. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Yeah. So it's about test yourself and have it there and allow yourself to pick it up and watch your self-talk. Mm. Are you judging yourself? If you're judging yourself, work on that. Journal on that. Do what you need to do on that. And then see how that progresses. And at certain points, people get to the point where they're just not doing it anymore or they're doing it and they're not judging themselves and it's okay. So it's like work on this. And if you want to, like I had one client and she, you know, was drinking too much and permission to feel okay the next day. Did you have a good night? I had a great night. So what's the problem? Well, I woke up the next day and I was judging myself all day because I felt shit and what did I do and blah, blah, blah. And so it was don't give up going out drinking. I'm not going to tell you to do that. Work on the judgment. And the next week, all week, she worked on the judgment. She didn't judge herself, you know, the next time she did it. And then it came to the next weekend. She didn't even want to go out anymore. She didn't need the drink anymore to shut her, you know, to shut herself up. And she got on with doing, she didn't have to force herself to not go out or to do the creative thing that she wanted to do that weekend. She just did it because she was no longer in her mind fucking herself, basically. So. I think that's cool. I think that's, wow, that is really impressive. Yeah. I think to be able to like unlock that in someone. Yeah. Because, yeah, that really does just take, like, a lot of, like, work to really, like, just look at what you're doing and why you're doing it and where yeah. this is coming from. And, yeah, wow. Yeah, life-changing. Yeah. I think yeah. after, after, I guess, speaking with you on this podcast, 
almost all these mess these messages just come just seem so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I even want to read them anymore? Because I feel like they're just gonna get just shot. I'm just like. Actually, you all just fucking need to start working on yourselves. I'm just looking at them like, nah, nah, that one, no, 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 that social media again, no, okay, blaming women, blaming men, right, right, is there any of these that I actually, I am right, okay, there is, there is one here, um, Again, this kind of gender blaming to start off. This person said, one, a lot of men don't work through their pain and become scared of commitment. I think that's just yeah, that's a gender sick. neutral one, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. No one wants to focus on only one person at a time. And I know you said the men comment but was unhelpful, but it's what they're given, to be honest. That's so the same person sent in all three of those. Oh, so start at the top. So number one, a lot of men don't work through their pain and become scared of commitment. Sure. Two, no one wants to focus on only one person at a time. And three, I know you said the men comment was unhelpful, but it's what they're given, to be honest. Well, I think going back to that first comment, is it's a human problem. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's very easy to blame. The thing is, the minute we're blaming someone for, for their shit, there's a shadow aspect within that, which means mm. that we're projecting something, you know. So when two people are in an unhealthy relationship, you know, so call it a toxic relationship, whatever you want to call it, and it looks like one person is doing worse than the other, the fact that there's those two people are staying in it and one's not physically locked in a room, the fact that they're both staying in it, the toxicity is the workings of the two of them even though one may seem like the victim and one may seem like you know the the bully or whatever mm. it's both of them and that can sound really harsh but it's if we're staying in it there's a positive intention in that whatever that is and i think you know men get a lot of shit and they get a lot of blame for stuff when we're you know we're all doing it together if one of those people were healthy they would leave. They would do something different. Mm. But whilst we're in it together, you know, I have so many clients go on oh, my partner. They're just not aware enough, blah, blah, blah. And they're just talking about them. And it's like, well, how aware are you that you're doing exactly the same thing bar. as them? You're with if them. If one of them was healthy, then they yeah. would leave. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's like, well, why are you still with them then? Yeah. 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 Fuck. So it takes two to create toxicity. It's not, I'm with someone, to- you're there together whilst you're in it. You're choosing it. You're in it. We'll, 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 we'll clip that and hopefully we can send you all the breakups that happen post <laughs> this, you know, because that's like, always oh. a win. That's always a win, you know? Um, yeah. I do I do think there is, and I guess it's getting better to an extent where there has been this kind of, this connotation where men don't talk about their feelings or they feel as if their feelings aren't valid or they feel as if their feelings aren't being heard. Yeah. For example, in the last episode, I talked about the Love Island situation mm-hmm. with um, Shaq and Tara. No, Tanya. Tanya. Tara, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's how little they have been etched in my brain. Tanya, where... I agreed, yeah. Where there was a situation yeah. where... I'll just quick... Where Tanya did her shit and um, Casa Moore came back and the level of effort that she had to work in to actually get him back was minuscule. All she did was... I want Shaq back and just drop the other guy. And in that situation, I think I shared in my story with Az in Bali how the level of lack of mental health, uh, the, the level that there was in terms of taking care of men's mental health in this year's Love Island was the worst I've ever seen because the fact that she was able to do that yeah. and then have this guy stand there like a dick because she didn't tell him before that she was going to do it. I'm just like, and then everyone just, I, no, no one yeah. even acknowledged the fact that this happened. And I was like, this is probably why a lot of men don't open yeah. up or talk because these situations happen all the time where men just have to get on with it because that's how they've always been taught. Yeah. It's like, okay, been broken up with, fucking get on with it. It's been three months. I'm like, shut your mouth. You don't even know what he's going through. It's yeah. happened actually with like friends recently where we've been having a conversation. I've been like, no, I'm on his side because just because he ends a relationship doesn't mean that he's got over it any quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't judge him for making decisions that he has been making because he doesn't want to have to deal with an awkward situation. Yeah. And I feel like even lads are bad for it. Just like, fucking man up, bro. Like, shut up yeah. for a yeah. punch you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting a bit passionate about it. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I think yeah. whenever people say that men don't open up or aren't willing to do that, I'm like, it's not because they don't want to. It's because they literally just don't think you give a fuck. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a lot of times, genuinely... 
Because there's times where I just wouldn't talk about my feelings to people. Or if they ask me, oh, so how does this happen in life? I literally don't even want to talk about it. Because I know within 30 seconds, they'll just start talking about themselves. Mm. I'm just like, I'm not even going to waste. I'm, you're probably the only person I would actually talk to about shit. Mm. Because you actually listen and don't yeah. like try to butt in or whatever. But for the most part with other people, there's no point me doing it. because Is that with guys or with girls? Yeah. But both. Yeah. Girls are a lot better. Yeah. Generally speaking, because girls, girls, girls always, girls always talk with each other. So when they talk with you, this guy, they're more likely to listen because they want to hear what, what, from a guy perspective, whatever it is. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, a lot of the times, as soon as you open your mouth, Mm. most people will just want to talk about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're getting, as you say, when you guys are having chats is because you have the level of depth to be able to converse. Right. And Mm. it's the same thing. It's like the minute you're speaking to someone who's, who's, who's not listening or whatever, it's, it's just showing their, their level of emotional intelligence. Mm. And, and, you know, if they're not able to listen to you, they probably ain't listening to themselves either. And that's, you know, they don't maybe know what to say to you or they can't handle it. Mm. And I think that again is, 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 is something that's, that's obviously right. With, do, you, do you think it's not because some people just genuinely don't have like a level of interest in other people? I think that's part of it. Like I do uh, think yeah, there is I an element. That, that there'll be there'll be a reason for it. Like sorry, but yeah, they yeah. might there have ADHD is, yeah. or something. You know, they might yeah, not yeah. be able to listen. I got diagnosed with ADHD yeah. when I was a kid, so I was pretty hectic. Yeah, so it's like there's there's going to be a reason for yeah. it. I mean, I've got plenty of friends that will sit and talk for hours on end and you know, not ask a question and have just no awareness, not because they're not interested, but because they've just got no awareness of, of, of themselves in that way. And then other people who they do, they've got like, you know, they've got, they've got to be doing something because for them it's, they've got anxiety if they sit there listening. So there's always a reason for it. And yes, they may not be interested, but they may not be interested probably for a a deeper reason. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I think one of my friends, one of my old school friends back home, I think he, would always never ask questions around anything else and now when i look at like what he's going through i'm like i can see why it's so hard yeah. to detach yourself from your own life yeah. mm. it's yeah. because like you're the you literally are the center of your universe and you yeah. can't see anything outside of that yeah. Yeah. so yeah yeah that's yeah. fair i do think there's a because yeah. it just comes down to being a bit empathetic and yeah. you know yeah. which is a skill that is, is learned and we're not just born with, no. with you know not not all women are capable of you know being emotional i've got a lot of guys that i coach that have a very deep level of of emotion much deeper than than a lot of women I know as well so mm. it's less about whether we're a man or a woman and more about what's what's been what our experience kind of growing mm. up yeah uh. of, of, yeah so there's yeah lo- lots of work to, to to be done in the world and as you say as you go through that that's like that's that's how we're living and yeah. it's like there's so much more of this stuff now coming out and so many more courses and self-development books and all the rest of it but we've got such a long way to go and I think COVID was a little bit of a wake-up call yeah, for us Otherwise, it's probably going to be a slower process unless we have some something happens again that really, you know, shoves us into, you know, some sort of wake the fuck up. You know, it's we're I, torturing ourselves. Yeah, I think it'll be. Um, I think it'll be. It's. It'll be a long time. Yeah. A long time coming. It's. It's definitely an uphill battle, especially whenever there's a massive amount of us who have the same thought process of yeah. what they think the issue is. Mm, People yeah. are blaming men, women. Yeah. And social media when it's just like, but there's obviously more to it than that, yeah. which is why I said when I was scrolling through after you gave your first answer, I'm like, there's no point even reading these because it is all going to come back down yeah. to the self and yeah. your train yeah. of thought. Yeah. But I, um, I, I was going to say, he has been craving. He is just literally just staring at you for the past. He's just craving attention. Just attention. Look at his he's, just been like, he's been huffing and puffing, just staring <laughs> at you. He just, he just wants um, you. Met I someone think, that likes cuddles more than me. I think that, uh, I think that might be it. Yeah. yeah, that that was that was really good. That was, I'd be interested to see what I'm some like, of like, like your talks are like, and like, do you do one on one stuff? Yeah, 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 loads of one on one. I do, yeah, I do mainly one on one. I do corporate gigs. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, other, cool. other that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, be I love so it. interested to see what they're like, and yeah, yeah. that's you're, you're, you're welcome to yeah. sit on the couch. <laughs> I know. I feel like I could just be on the couch and just go through and just talk for hours, and you you're just m- you're more than welcome. and leave feeling absolutely broken. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Well, that's um, 10 years of self-work out the window. Sweet. <laughs> Back to square one. Yeah. Back to square one. Sweet. Um, where can people find you? So if they need to, do you have a website? What's your IG? Instagram, Anita Tometsky. My name will be on the thing, will it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll yeah. yeah. And yeah. if anyone wants to PM me, ask me anything, please go ahead. Um, yeah, love to hear from everyone. And I'm in Bondi, if anyone is. I'm always a free for, you know, a meet up for 
coaching stuff if you help maybe something else. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're not joking. You're not joking. She just can't. You just can't be a client. It just depends how good-looking <laughs> yeah. you are. It just depends and how good-looking you are. And if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't work out, you can come on my books. Only good-looking people. <laughs> Please message this woman. <laughs> yeah, you know if you get charged after the first session, you're not going to <laughs> That's usually how, how you know. Yeah, if you get an invoice, no, yeah, it wasn't for you, mate. It wasn't for you. Someone's in the house. Uh, well, thank you very much, Anita, for that. That yeah. was unreal. I, hope, was awesome. uh, I hope everyone listening has bloody enjoyed that conversation. 100%. It's definitely opened my mindset to how I'm going to be viewing, 100%. I guess, relationship moving forward, whether it's romantic or yeah. friendships or whatever. But... I feel like beautiful. We'll, I feel like we'll definitely try and bring you back on at some point. Oh, you got to do it. You got like that was some we really didn't cover great. Some stuff in, that yeah, there was some stuff well. tough we didn't cover, and yeah. I can see from how you've held yourself, like that was great. That was really I great. So that. thank you so much for 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 coming on. Thanks for having me. As always, everyone, please it. follow us on all our socials. It's uh, Twitter. Twitter. Look <laughs> 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 you said this. I've been, I've been stalking you. <laughs> oh, I was just like, fuck. That was, that was funny last week. Oh, um, um, so we've Instagram, got Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, TikTok. TikTok, YouTube. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all that good stuff. And we have some merch coming as well. So, you know, jump yes. on. We'll put the link up once it's all. It's going to be actually a couple of weeks away. Yeah, it's really but, well. uh, There's going to be so many girls buying that top. Uh, Men know nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we were thinking that. That's we were like, what like, we're thinking. Like, right. like, we need to make it because it's a hoodie. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that thing. And Love it has it. at the bottom um, who gave these men a microphone as well. So um, that's the plan to bring that out. And then we'll plan to do some extra bits of content which will be coming once Dan gets back from London. The UK. Um, London, you're literally going to one spot. Yeah, London. The city. UK. Yeah, it's not like Thailand. Literally. I just said I went to Asia. <laughs> just like, Culture, you're a Kosame <laughs> all the time. Culture. The whole time. Culture. Kosame <laughs> Phuket. Just drinking. Just loads of culture. <laughs> Love but anyway, culture. thank you very much, everyone. Thank for you guys. Thank you again. Peace and love. Stay safe. Bless. <laughs>